Peace, family. You tapped into the DOA TBM. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more content and updates. Shit. This one's so groovy, baby. Well, peace family, this week we're joined with another special guest and it's one that we've been waiting for for a long time. It's the acclaimed author, Carl Foster, and um, personal development specialist. So definitely we're proud to have him join us. What's good, my brother? So yeah, it's, it's great to be here, um, Fonzie. Great pleasure to be on this show. We've been wanting to do this for a long time. So I'm glad to be here today to share my journey on your show. Most definitely, man. So um, we definitely like to highlight people within the community and just people within the world that have got great stories to share that can motivate and inspire others. And, uh, you know, I think I came across some of your works maybe, you know, going back eight to ten years or so ago. And uh, I was motivated and inspired by it. We spoke about doing some stuff. And in my own personal journey and development, I was still very early in where we was going with the media and stuff. So I think it's great that timing, how it's brought us now, we're able to do this. I know it's um, not how we had planned before because we was going to do the whole sit-down thing and, uh, you know, really build up the set and get everything done. I think this was when I was on the radio and that at the time we spoke that. And, um, you know, now we've seen COVID, it's forced a lot of us to have to use um, more technology, which um, isn't a bad thing. Within that, we've got mediums like this that we can have these virtual meetings and interviews and stuff, which I think has been a plus coming out from, you know, right. or, or the lockdown and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I, I think everything happens in its time. Everything happens in its in its right time. And the way this just kind of just came together, it was effortless, you know, which means this is this is it's meant to happen here now today. So it's just good to be here and the fact that we've got the technology which makes it convenient as well you know it makes it more possible in some aspects no definitely so we want to get into um a bit of your story and stuff well we're gonna get into a lot of it but in terms of an introduction for our listeners and stuff um how did you start out now we've got it documented that you you know come from a disadvantaged background and began self-made and stuff well i started thinking about being self-made from a very young age going back to the 70s. So can you recount some of your early beginnings and just um, what's your background like? Absolutely. Um, so for me, growing up in the 70s, I mean, it started out like a joyful life at first, but then there was challenges at home when my parents split up. And I think things like that affect young people in different ways. And I don't know, it had a hold on me and I, it just affected me at school in terms of I just kind of just went in my own little world and wasn't focused on, on anything. It's like I was in my little dream world. So I was just, I was, my body was in the classroom, but my mind was somewhere else. And I, I began to suffer in terms of my grades and, and learning. I couldn't pick up anything and went through many years of struggle and kind of had to catch up later on um, in my teens, really. But my early years, like in primary school and early years in secondary school, it, it was it was rough. It, I had to, I, it's like I had a battle with myself. And hence why I call my, my brand and my book self-made because it, was, it wasn't so much the external stuff. Yeah, the external stuff happens, but how do you handle it? What, what, how, you, how are you going to react? How do you respond to it? So I responded by becoming introvert and shy and just being in my like zone and things were going around me and I just wasn't really I just wasn't really there. I, I you know, and I had to deal with that battle. I had to come through that. 
Okay. I mean, we still see you, you know, you mentioned that back in the seventies. I mean, we still see, I guess, signs of that even in modern society with a lot of youngsters, especially a lot of young black children and stuff. Do you think, um, you know, race had any implication to play amongst the times and stuff you was growing up and your experiences? So it was, it was difficult because, because of challenges that were going on at home, I just became very introvert. And then I'm in this school where, you know, there's demands on you. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing your work. You need to be paying attention in to, to the teacher. And I was like, I'm in my own zone. I remember one time I didn't even want to go to school. I, I was like, I'm not going in. And my mom was like, you've got to go to school. And I was, I held my ground and somehow I didn't go to school that day, you know. Um, and I, I and obviously I had to go back in the following day. Um, and it was just rough. It was really a really tough time for me um, in primary school. Um, I think things kind of got a little bit better when I went in secondary school, but my grades were still were still terrible. Um, and I started to hang out with the wrong type of kids, and we were skipping class when I got into secondary school. We were, we were walking out of the school <laughs> and walking up and down the street, and just we weren't, you know, it was it wasn't going good. It wasn't going good. Um, I really lost my weight at that point and needed to get back on track. I mean, if man, if I had a coach or a mentor at that time, that would have been sweet. But I didn't really have someone to kind of sit down with me at that point, um, which would have been worth millions for me. It would have been, I think it was what I needed. Um, luckily, I didn't get into any trouble. I didn't get into any any trouble or anything like that. I just was skipping class and just hanging out with some kids, um, mucking about, and, and that that was as, that was as bad as it got. Okay, I think you know it's it's, it's kind of interesting you say that because I think that a lot of times we miss out on the importance and the value of having good mentorship, especially you know for young people growing up. You mentioned a great point that oftentimes you know youngsters go into institutions and environments like the educational system or school, and um, they have external pressures and things that may be going on at home and in other places and stuff. And um, then they have to go to this place and sort of, you know, just throw themselves into what's going on there and, um, you know, forget about their own sort of stuff as well. And it can help if somebody's there to actually, you know, talk to them, steer them in the right direction, you know, um, for the right term. And um, I think especially somebody who understands them as well, because I think sometimes if it's somebody that doesn't have an understanding of you and your background, sometimes some of the other pressures that you might face, it can be difficult. So with the stuff that you've transitioned on to do it now, how has that come from, you know, I guess you taking your experiences and stuff and being there now to support other youngsters coming up that could be in the same or similar circumstances to yourself? Yeah, absolutely. That's where, that's where my passion comes from because I've been there and I think I think what a lot of young people need is somebody who they can talk to. They need that space where they can talk about, where they can express themselves, where they can be heard, where somebody is actually listening to them, you know, and I think often they don't have that space in where they can express how they feel, you know, um, and I know from my own experience as a kid, that's how I 
how I often felt like I wanted to express myself, but there wasn't that space to express myself. It was like, just get on with it. You need to get to school. You need to get this done. This needs to be done. But inside my mind, there's some things that are going on and I, I need to, to get them out somewhere, you know. And I think with young people these days, a lot of pressure is on them. A lot of things are, are going on like that. And they've got nobody ready to, to talk to. And often that can lead to them going down the wrong direction. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, we see it and some of us have experienced it in different shapes and form. In some cases, um, worse than others. Like you say, fortunately, in your case, it wasn't that bad. You know, um, you skipped a few classes, you hung out with the round crowd and aspects, which a lot of us have did in different ways. And um, But like you said, for some people, it can be worse if they don't have the right support around them or the right person to pull them in. With that being said, when you was younger, you was coming up, um, what was it that made you you know, decide, say, you know what, I want different. And what, when did you start getting into not just personal development as you went on to teach, but just for yourself? Um, like being in my younger years, um, I think also I have come from a family where my mum and my grand was always talking about ambition. And, and then my, my dad, uh, my, it wasn't my biological dad, but he's my dad. He's a businessman. He had his own business. Um, he's from the Caribbean and he was one of the first Caribbeans over here to set up his own business in East London and make something of himself. And he was a man that worked seven days a week. So I was watching and looking at him and I was really um, blown away by what he was doing. I admired him a lot. I would see him going to his place of business, unlock the, the door and go in there and set up his things and stuff like that. And I was thinking, yeah, you know, so I think that helped me a lot to not go too off the rails. So yeah, I was skipping some classes because I wasn't engaged in the class. I was struggling to concentrate and to focus and I couldn't really get myself to perform properly in the classes. Um, so, so I drifted a bit and, and I you know, lost my weight. But that was as far as, that was as bad as it got. I still had my, my um, moral values and I didn't cross that um, in any shape or form. Um, so, so that, it was just that battle with me to try and get through that that little hiccup that I was going through in my young life. Okay. Yeah, no, that's definitely um, peace, man. And we, you know, we definitely see great examples of how entrepreneurship and people being raised around people within business and economics and doing stuff outside of the the norm the normalcy i guess of sometimes the community can help be a positive example to lead people to go down that direction and stuff too you know um, i think one of the things that gets a lot of people caught up is the lack of opportunity and resources sometimes and um not everybody is fortunate to see somebody that they're connected to make endeavors within business and stuff like that and you know actually be um as you said have that sort of ambition and, and drive and motivation because all that stuff's important. I think a lot of us, when we grow up in underprivileged and impoverished impoverished communities, oftentimes it's hard to um, for people to find that drive because there's so much focus on just survival and maintenance. Yeah, absolutely. I think also it was good having that role model because I remember back in the days they kept saying there's not enough black role models out there. So actually having the dad who had set up his own business 
and was doing something that was kind of rare in that time space because there was still a lot of racism prejudice back in the, say, late, back, well, at that point for me would have been the 70s and 80s. So uh, he was doing stuff like that and very successful. It gave me hope and it gave me a, a sort of somebody I could be like or emulate or sort of, you know, be yeah. inspired by and sort of say, okay, so that's where I wasn't in, a, in an environment where there was a, a male image doing really bad things or doing negative things to distract me. It was kind of very positive from what I could see. Um, I think that helped a lot. Okay. Oh, definitely. And, you know, it's a tremendous example. A lot of us, even myself within the media, I've I've had to take um, examples from, you know, initially, you know, a lot of black entrepreneurs and stuff like that, because, as you said, it's very important sometimes to see somebody that looks like yourself or even comes from a similar circumstance, background, cultural environment, makeup and all that sort of stuff. And when you see them forging forwards and making success, it gives you a sense of, okay, I can achieve something. I can do something. Uh, you know, oftentimes we see in the media a lot of um, disparity and negativity and stuff. And sometimes we see... Um, a lot of pictures painted, I feel, sometimes where it comes to um, black people with business. A slightly off topic, I just read a report today that one of the councillors within a local area within Birmingham has been lobbying for the closure of a black-owned restaurant because he says um, there's been a lot of, you know, um, egregious activities and stuff which he's putting down to the restaurant. But I think holistically within the whole area, there's a lot more people from even within his own community that commit a lot of different um, atrocities and stuff. And, um, but they, they're not really protesting so much against that. So I feel sometimes when it comes to a lot of our people, it might be political, but yeah. there is a sense of, um, I think sometimes there's not that support there or other people don't like to see uh, black people with stuff. So I think it's super important when we do have stuff, it can show um, a good sign and example because... I think a lot of times people focus on um, just like, oh, blacks, you guys used to be slaves and that's it, which I think is out yeah. of order. Yeah, I mean, gosh, that, that's why, um, I mean, I'm not no expert on history or nothing, but the part of black history that I tend to be passionate about is um, is more like um, ancient African history. Um, I'm, I would like to know more about the ancient African languages, the ancient African kingdoms and societies and traditions. Um, as much as I, I do admire and have an interest in um, black history where they would say Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, I do have interest in that side of history as well, Marcus Garvey and so on. But I, I do have a passion for um, who uh, we were before um, slavery and so forth and the traditions and cultures and languages to me that is very interesting and not um, widely publicized or explored enough especially in the mainstream what lang what were the languages how old languages African history goes back thousands and thousands and thousands of years and um, is kind of like the um, the foundation of the humanity uh, and the um, it, it needs to be explored and, and shared so we have a, a full understanding of who we are. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And um, I definitely tip my cap to you for um, 
one of your groups as well online, which um, definitely gives credence to that because it always posts a lot of um, historical updates and facts and, um, you know, stories and content that people may be or may not be aware of, but it sheds that light, as you said, in a time where often a lot of this information isn't, you know, widely publicized, especially within mainstream forums. Um, getting back to yourself, then, I guess, and the brand and the book Self-Made, so can you can recount some of the driving force that I guess made you really start putting the book together and saying, okay, you know what, I'm going to do a book. I'm going to, um, you know, get this out there. What was your experience like? What was some of the challenges that you faced while putting it together? Yeah. Um, so self-made, gosh, I mean, it kind of like starts from 2008. I have to go back as far as 2008 because um, I was working for local government and I was working in this sort of training department where we were training professionals and stuff like that and what was somebody there was somebody there who was visiting to do a training course there was a delegate there doing the training course and she, she kept popping in every now and then and we were talking about ambition and goals and things like that and then she introduced me to read this book which was about law of attraction and the mind and all of that stuff and then i read the book and i was blown away because it was talking about the emphasis of what you think and feel um, has a major impact into how you view the world and how you navigate through the, through the world. And if you're positive, then you your eyes are open to opportunity and positivity and things that can assist you in your way of life and, and um, help you to progress. And then if you're negative, you tend to more resonate with the negative things um, that are going on and it can sort of sidetrack you. So I was blown away that by the fact that we have got some sort of control over um, our direction of life. And I fell in love with that and started to study and study and study, read books, attend um, seminars and things like that. And by chance, uh, my workplace had sent me to this like writing course to do grammar. It wasn't to do no um, artistic writing or anything like that. It was just like a grammar course for like a few weeks or a couple of months, I think. And when they gave me the homework, we had to like write stuff, we had to create some sort of content. And I found it was coming out all inspirational because of the spiritual stuff I was studying. And I found everything was coming out sort of based on this philosophy. So even after the course finished, it born in me a new habit to write. And it was amazing because I was a kid who couldn't read or write. <clears throat> and now here I was in my pastime on a hot sunny day um, writing, you know, and it, it, I wrote some articles and, and I posted it in the staff room newsletter. And suddenly the, the staff members were saying, whoa, yeah, you know. And so I noticed there was an effect on it. And then I just started to develop it into a book and um, spent like um, 12 months or more writing this book. And I published the book in 2012. And um, it just really became, it became a complete new life for me and brought me onto this journey where I'm on today. Okay, sounds great. I mean, one of the tag lines of the book is finding the goodness and greatness within, in terms of, you know, the book and some of the personal development and stuff that you went on to extend to others. Can you give any ex examples of a, um, a particular, you know, success story that you might be proud of or somebody you've seen come on like leaps and bounds? Um, so the success side, um, I sort of see is like, for me, for all my life before that point, um, I'd achieved some good goals, but 
that was an important one. That was a personal one because as a kid, I for a long time couldn't read or write. And when I'd go into class, if they if there was ever a challenge where I had to read, that would be a humiliating, embarrassing moment. <clears throat> and it was a battle that I had for many years and kind of just never really spoke about anything that had happened in that time. Um, so to publish that book was like a big statement to my subconscious mind, <laughs> you know, that I can read or write. I have got academic abilities. I can do something. And I think also another point which was good was um, for many years I'd watch on the news, you know, watch the news or the media talking about struggles that young people are going on in schools. And I could only sit there and watch. I could just sit there on my couch and watch and not do nothing. And then when the book came out, suddenly I was in the schools talking to those young people. Uh, suddenly I was doing one-to-one sessions speaking to them and it gave me a position of power where I could give back not just watch from the couch anymore but actually be there I had a chance to go to a youth center where there was these kids that were getting in trouble all the time they even had like a security guy there who had to be there just in case the kids railed up out of control a little bit but I was there and I sort of thought I'm actually there with the young people I'm not in my I'm not in my living room watching it on TV. I'm here, and I'm talking to them about my philosophy about personal development. And I was getting them to read my book. You know, usually I go to a talk and I read the poems. I said, "No, nah, I'm gonna get you guys to read the poem." You know, they would try to act tough and all this and that. But there, I had them reading these positive, inspirational poems. They're human beings. They're people. You know, they may act tough as a defense mechanism as a way to defend themselves because the environment they're in is challenging and you have to show some sort of strength. But I had them reading my beautiful poems that are in the book and some random poems that I'd written and I brought um, a bag of them with me that day. And they were reading them and they were starting to engage with me and say, so what is this sacrifice that you're talking about? They were asking me questions about the presentation. And so I realized, you know, I'm now in a position where I can do something not just sit down on the couch and moan that there's, you know, I said one time, they need a positive person out there to talk to the young people. And I ended up having to get up and do it myself and be the positive person to go and talk to the young people. Yeah, no, it's definitely commendable. I think sometimes they say we have to be the change that we want to see. Or sometimes I think it's the natural evolution of when we can actually see problems within the world and we're, truly passionate about having uh, resolutions to solve them we sometimes develop into the people that end up solving them ourselves and stuff so we definitely um commend you on that and it's a positive example of work being out there with young people doing that stuff um you mentioned sacrifice which is something i did want to go on to just before you know um we move to the next point but you know because it was highlighted within the work and stuff that you do how important sacrifice is and the principles of you know finding your success through sacrificing that. So for the purpose of, you know, our young people, could you give a bit of um, information on that? Yeah, I mean, the sacrifices is putting in that time. You know, you could be out partying. There's times when I could be out partying, enjoying myself and messing around, and I'm studying. You know, I I remember a few years ago, everywhere I went, I had my earphones on. And I, I used to smile because people probably thought, I'm listening to music. I was basically, I was studying. 
I was just, I, I'd be on a bus, maybe it's a half an hour drive or an hour or so, and I've got my earphones on and I'm studying, I'm listening to my literature. And that's how it was. It was sacrificing that time to put in the work. It could be a hot, sunny day. I'm in the park with my books and I'm reading and I'm studying about certain aspects of the mind. I'm researching the subconscious mind, how it works and putting in those sacrifices for bigger gains. So it's sacrificing the smaller stuff that ain't going to get you anywhere, that ain't going to add to nothing and putting in that time to study stuff that will at some point help somebody, support somebody and help me to grow as a person as well and find a way to, to create and put something out there that's of, of value to others. Um, and I don't know, it's just been, it's really added to my life and really opened my, my eyes because for a long time I felt like I was half asleep. Yeah, no, I mean, that's definitely important and um, we won't get into it, I don't think, on this conversation because there's a lot of dynamics to it. You know, you spoke about just the conscious and unconscious mind and stuff and just, um, you know, I'd definitely like to get you one at another point and we'll do some stuff based around the mind and stuff as well. But, um, you know, we'll keep this one on the topic of the personal development and there's an introduction and stuff to your work. And um, we apologize for any connectivity issues that we've had today because um even for our audience there's been a few lags so we apologize for that but um with that being said you know before we wind down on this one what message would you leave for young people like a motivational message for young people out there or for our young listeners um something that represents yourself and your brand believe in yourself believe in yourself Trust in yourself, have love and respect for your life. You know, it's what you've got done. You know, don't throw away your life like it's a piece of rubbish that you put in a bin. You know, it's your life for God's sakes, you know. Cherish it, cherish it and value it. Um, set the image of who you want to be, what you want to be, what your purpose is and go out there and let that be the the light and the direction of your life have purpose definitely great you know advice especially you know for young people finding the the light especially in times of darkness and stuff like that as well i think is super important um i definitely once again want to commend you on the work that you do because we feel it's important just having mentors and having people impart such messages for not just youngsters but people alike that we can all you know learn from and develop and grow. Um, do you have any social media that you would like to leave or, you know, websites where they can check out your work or your book or anything you want to plug? Yeah, sure. So um, so they can visit my, please, listeners, visit my website, um, www.selfmade.me.uk. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, check me out. Okay, and it's Carl Offer Faster on um, Facebook and Twitter and stuff. That's right, that's right. Most definitely. So, yeah, it's been great having you definitely join us this week, and uh, we can't wait to have you back on next Thank time. You. I think it would be great for us to expound into some other stuff just based around the mind and stuff. And um, this has been a great introduction and a long time due. <laughs> yeah, it's been a pleasure. Um, I'm really glad we. Despite the technicalities, it didn't stop anything. I'm, you know, it's been a pleasure to be here and I'm glad, glad to be on this show and sharing my journey. Thank you.
Much appreciate my brother. So, you know, you have a great day. Family, we're going to catch you guys soon on the other side. Peace. Thank you. Bye for now. Peace, family. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And check us out on bout.online.com. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook for exclusive playlists and social media for all different types of segments and content.